This is a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne, truly independent community radio. Yeah, Matty, turn that thing on. Matt's got the thing going. He's got the station in gear. We are full steam ahead for the final hour of food and drink and uh, miscellany. Uh, that happens. <laughs> Miscellany. That'll hey, do. You like it? Yeah. What'd I say? I don't know. Miscellany. Miscellaneous things coming up this hour. Of stuff. And you're right. So this is our last show for 2017 here on the Mighty 3 Triple R. 10th of December, 2017. Cameron. Yes, that's right, Matt. Um, and... Um well, looking forward to uh, to a big one for yes. the year. Thank you. Speaking of big ones, the scientists. Yes. Uh, rocking it out. they got the, one more week to go. The doctors. So they're saving their big end of year special to Carrying on. Carry week. on, doctor. <laughs> are they doing carry on? I think they are. Um, but um, we're pulling up the pin for at the end of this show. But mm. um, we've got some good stuff. We've got him. <laughs> so after a couple of false swings last last week, we finally pinned down the location. It's like the Saddam Hussein of cooking. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We've got him. Uh, yeah, Matt Wilkinson. Oh, there they all are. They're all yeah, they're the just hanging room. in the green. This is good. Just hanging in there. Um, so on the chef's side of things, to um, talk about. Well, I thought we'd do pull out a little bit of Dickens. Yes. In the fact, you know, like a Christmas Carol and 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 Scroogey. Scroogey, old Scroogey. Scroogey. Old Scroogey was visited by the ghost of Christmas past. Yes. Christmas present. Yes. And the future. Yes. I don't know how we're going to do future, but anyway, this is a good time to bring up anecdotes of Christmas past. Matt Wilkinson has just given us a beauty. I hope we can... You might not want to share it on air, but we'll see. We'll try and extract it out of it. We're going to see how it's going to go. Um, but um, so in the chef's corner we have Matt Wilkinson. We also have cooking at Syracuse, mm. that beautiful, beautiful lane um, in Melbourne. Mm. Great place. Apparently the place where they had the first elevator in Melbourne. Yeah. Right. Philippa Sibley mm. is in the house representing media, the media. It is a bit chefs versus media today, isn't it? It is. It's two of each. It is. They're so getting along very nice now. Let's they, see how that. They seem to be playing kind of mm. well. Um, from Good Food and the Age Good Food Guide, Sydney Morning Herald, Good Food Good Guide yes. Australia. Whatever. It, yes. Just Good Food Guide. Thank you. Uh, Rosalind Grundy is going to be in. She's baked cookies. She's baked cookies and um, a little bit terrified to give them to Philippa. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> and, um, and, and sporting his um, Kim Jong-il-style uh, clothing today, mm. Michael Harden, mm. looking a little bit like a Korean despot. Food writer for the Gourmet Traveller, amongst others. Indeed, um, author around town. So um, we're going to kind of have chats about um, Christmases. Mm. What do you do? I mean, they freak people out. They really do. I mean, one, mm. of, one of the things for a lot of reasons. Uh, one is the food. Yes. The other is the company. Yes. Let's face it. And the logistics. I think Christmas is at its absolute zenith when you're like seven years old. Because you get presents and you get ferried around and everything's done for you, as it is most other days when you're seven years old. Yeah, maybe seven, seven to 12. And Be- gets- Before you hit adolescence and the world goes a bit... Well, that's exactly- and then you become an adult and you realise... There's no, there's, oh, the, the turkey doesn't cook itself. Yes. And that the arrangements don't arrange themselves. Yes. So whilst it's fun, it can and also, it can also, there are, there are some downsides. It can be a bit of a chore at times. It can be incredibly traumatic. And, it can um, actually. And let's face it, that if, uh, and one of the, the things that, let's face it, the theme of Christmas mm. is about drawing the family close. Mm. It is all about family, mm. and um, and for some who who have no family for whatever reason, mm. it um, can be a time of great loneliness. Yes. So yeah, spare a thought for them, and we have a little prayer at the end of the the show, or a little <laughs> a little wish, <laughs> a little wish, say a little prayer. I've been trying for twenty years to get some prayers on this show. It's finally worked. <laughs> I got a call from Senator Abetz, and I said, "Okay, <laughs> you're right." It's uh, it's going to happen. And Corey was on the phone too <laughs> saying, come on, there should be more bowing our heads. Should we briefly acknowledge the passing of the Marriage Equality Act this week too? I know it's nothing to do with food, but yay, Australia. And here we are. This is our first show here goes, under the new, you know, the new politically correct gulag of marriage. <laughs> you said gulag again. <laughs> I don't know why you used so, the term Society gulag. is crumbling down around us. Oh, okay. I'm sure. this, is, this is according to certain members of the right wing that 
the the world will end on yes. this day. Yes. We'll check your watch. Yeah, exactly. Because you know what was all right. Twelve oh seven. And yes. indulge us. Sorry. You know what was really really good about uh, the final vote? Yes. Was the people in the gallery, and then finally you could hear the people who these politicians were supposed to represent in the first place. After obfuscating, I can't even say it, obfuscating for the entire day, finally the vote passed at about 6pm, I think it was. In a miscellaneous fashion. Yes. Yeah, no, oh, you, you, you're quite right. Okay, mm. and then the other thing, I, I think maybe the after, you know, Malcolm Turnbull taking <laughs> credit for it all going <laughs> Anyway. But food's good. Moving right along, 1207 We've, here on 3 Triple. But, yeah, yes. congratulations. And... Um, uh, a new dawn, and uh, that is kind of good. Uh, what have I got here? Have I got anything today? I've got a saint. You got a saint? It's a weird one. We were looking it up. Yeah, it caused Matt to uh, go to Google. I turned on the Google machine. Saint Eulalia. Mm-hmm. Saint Eulalia. That's a mellifluous name, isn't it? Patron of sailors, mariners, and rain. See, that's a good marriage, though, because there's a lot to do with those things. If you're a sailor or a mariner, mm. you don't want the rain. And this is what we Google, because I, I, I asked, what's the difference between a sailor and a mariner? And the answer, it seems, according to Google, is nothing. Or, or is mariner an older word? I don't know. That was the rhyme of the ancient mariner. Jeez, mm. we're getting off food, aren't we? A little bit. Let's bring it back to food. It's 12.08 here on 3 FM. As we mentioned before, it's the last show of the year. Mm. We're kind of excited. It's a little bit of a party show. We're getting everybody together. Um, Rosalind's baked some biscuits. Can't wait to see those. Matt's brought in some food. He's just got all these bags of food. It's yep. good. And, uh, yeah, we'll get Matt Wilkinson in after these on the trip. Yeah, that's right. We're going full shtick right now, ladies and gentlemen. We bring to the microphone uh, the ghost of Christmas. I don't know what ghost of Christmas are you? I'm just a ghost. You're just a great, <laughs> oh, just a great I was spirit. Barnsley ghost. The Barnsley ghost. <laughs> ghost. Ghost. I'm just the ghost. I'm, I'm walking down. No, I'm not Irish. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'll stop. Stop while you're ahead. Uh, welcome back. We. Um, we were crying tears uh, because we missed you last week. <laughs> I apologise about that. Um, water under the bridge, my friend. Water <laughs> under the bridge. We won't uh, we won't labour it too much. Um, but you've brought in the paper. That's good. I thought you were bringing in notes, but it no. was just the extra. Yeah. And um, now Christmas. You uh, your parents still in UK? Yeah, mum and dad divorced when I was young, I yeah. was about eight, and we always used to have, like, double Christmas, so Christmas Day was always with mum, mm. and Chris- Boxing Day with dad, mm. but dad lived, in a, dad lived in a pub, so it was quite fun. Oh. Um, <laughs> so we used to have okay, boxing, yeah, that was the day of, you know, bo- yeah, it closes at three o'clock, of course and then reopens at six, gin. Yes. <laughs> um, so between three and six, all the regulars used to come up, and my dad had made this whole feast. Really? What did um, you, your dad cook? All sorts of bits and pieces, actually. I dabble at pigeon and pheasants and turkey. And I think once he cooked peacock, rabbit, wild rabbit. Wow. Pâtés. There was no animals safe salmon. around your neighbourhood, was there? Giraffes. Snipe. <laughs> did you hear about, you know, in the Giraffnik? World War Two? The, there's a famous book. I can't remember what the book is. The but they talk about Yeah, the parasoo yes. of the animals, like the yes. penguin. I reckon Penguin would be alright. They pretty much ate everything. <laughs> yeah. It's a really fascinating book if you think about starvation. And anyway. Well, as I do, yeah, you know. It's, uh, but but it's, which, were the, which were the last animals to go, I wonder, in that thing? It's like, well, no, we won't. <laughs> we'll leave that to the, the sloth. I don't know, you know. Well, you, giraffe's got to be one of the last ones because who's got a pan big enough for a like, you know, oh, brazing the neck? Brazing pan, <laughs> gee whiz. That's, but it is true, folks, um, because of... Um, impending starvation and the fact that the Germans were sort of not quite knocking on the door but sort of tearing every hinge that they could find. Yeah, they closed closed down, locked down the city and wasn't yeah. allowed anything in or out. Mm. But, uh, all right, first of all, Christmas present. What are you going to be doing? Do you cook on Christmas Day or do you just go, look, bugger that? Um, yeah, I love I love it now. So Christmas Day to me is kind of that new ritual. I think the, that... I've I've got over myself with you know the cold Christmas with all the you know the turkey and trimmings of takes a while doesn't it? Yeah, I must admit. But the last ten years we've been going up to Charlie's. Um, she's up in Cairns. Uh, well, she's originally from Cairns, but she lives out in Country Euroa now. Okay. So we always go up there, and it's basically a no cook Christmas. We have 
we get up, we have breakfast, let the kids open a couple of presents, and then we mm-hmm. have big breakfast, which is usually Aberdeen sausage yep. with train uh, with tomato smash. What's an Aberdeen sausage? Um, it's very similar to like just a pork. What's it called? Meatloaf, yes. basically. Breadcrumbs. So um, it's not really a sausage. No, no, no. 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 Um, like you, you, you euphemistically called the sausage. Yeah, right. Okay. But yeah. it's a classic Scottish dish, and then we have yeah. poached eggs with that. From Why did they get it so wrong? I don't know. Yeah, must have been drunk. Um, and then we have a few more presents opening, and then literally my brother-in-law's a prawn fisherman, so he usually sends down prawns and scallops and bugs. Good yeah. catch. <laughs> so, I mean, your brother-in-law. Yeah, he just sat down. Well, he's actually down for this Christmas, and we've got well, 20 where, kilos where, of where seafood. Where does he troll? What area? So he leaves cans, and he'll, um, he'll be out. So this tiger season, he came in, tiger prawn season, he came <gasps> in early, and he goes out for bananas. So he's, he's out at sea for nine months without hitting land so his last one he was out for three months is he sane um he's probably listening and hi he's how you going <laughs> no but i just you had uh, to see so much he's quite tough yeah yeah, and <laughs> yeah he's, he's tough and wow he's amazing actually so he from from cairns now there used to be 380 different boats that used to go out they um, bought a lot of the, the and licenses and there's only 40, 40 licenses left now so he'll travel all the way from um cairns up to darwin Darwin up to PNG through the Torres Strait, back down to Cairns, yeah, wow. through Australian waters, wow. all, all that Gulf of Carpentaria. Yep, yep. Um, he'll go, he'll stop off, he'll have three stops, and he gets back on the boat as soon as possible because he, he gets land So he must be in a big boat with lots of refrigeration, I take it. Um, he, he's, it's a fleet, he's, is it a fleet? Yeah, well, the mothership comes they out to him. Um, yeah, so if they get right. a really good, and the, the oh, yeah. big, big tigers, yes. they send a helicopter for them live. Because and if and if it's so mucho dinero, huh? Yeah. yeah. And if he's um, see so this this year was a really bad season. Um, he was nowhere near his quota. He only got like six ton, but his boat can hold fourteen tons. Whoa. And then the mother ship comes out, and I think he's allowed. I think his quota is forty ton of prawns. It's, I think, I think it's amazing. Doing like, the maths there. Yes, he's, uh, he's writing it's, furiously. It's really, it's really quite amazing. Listen to him. And you know, okay, here's a, here's a serious question. Rate. The best prawns to the worst prawns. Is, is there a, is there a difference between say a banana and a tiger and a king and a? What, what's I'm sure there is. I'll be honest. I'm not a, a massive because they uh, all kind of taste the same to me. I, a prawn I, I, is a prawn. I is do a prawn. think I do think tigers are really beautiful, and I think getting the right size. I think if you get them too big or too small, they get too tough. They get too tough, or they're not cooked properly because yeah. they're pre cooked on the boats. Well, most of them are pre cooked on the boats, not all. I would, um, I but would the best never... prawn I've ever had Ooh, okay. is was we were actually together mm. and we were on a boat Spencer and no 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 we were down at ah, um, the one prawn that the we one caught prawn and from that point <laughs> and we sashimied it and it, no, it was just, just raw we caught like so we were out this was lakes yeah, entrance yeah it was lakes entrance it was a, a a bit of a the boys sort of going out and we maybe discovering not the area. Been in the water <laughs> yes that's right there was a bit of an rsa issue there i think <laughs> definitely about that and um we were um spotlighting for prawns but it wasn't really the right time, and they weren't really running. And I think we caught since since then two or three of them. I've done it a lot. Um, like Rainbow Beach did it. Did it? Um, I've done it in like Western Australia, mm. and it's one of the most deliciousest things from mm. um, a prawn coming straight in and just eating it raw. It was amazing. Yeah, it, it actually it really was. But um, uh, I agree with you that if they get too big, don't buy your prawns too big yeah. because they get kind of tough. I would never buy a cooked prawn because one of the easiest things in the world is to but uh, that being said like so for, for my thing it's u tens to u twelves anything mm. above that's generally too small what, what, what? u tens to u twelves so anything you're getting all jargony on us can you explain so your jargon that's when if you go to the supermarket or the shop or wherever um it's a size thing it's the size thing yeah. so the the higher in number the smaller they get um yep but cooked cooked prawns, they're, they're cooking them fresh on the boat. So if you get the right size, mm. so most of the fresh prawns that you're buying are freshly defrosted prawns. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes, so, of course they are. Yeah, yeah. So I'd prefer at times to buy a really good cooked prawn from, you know, a notable, you know, say, I don't Cook, know, name cooker brands. of prawns. Yeah. But um, you can't control the sodium levels, and a lot of the times they can taste quite salty. Well, it's because they're all dipped in metabisulfate. Oh, the metabisulfate conundrum. Metabisulfate is just yes. a simple thing to stop the browning. Yes. All of them. It's, it's regulation. Unless you've caught them yourselves fresh or you know somebody who catches <laughs> prawns, yes. um, they've all been dipped in that. 
So it's, right. that's the same thing. Then it's not that it's not that bad. It's the same thing. That's your let's say you bought a pickle for Christmas. Mm. It's the same thing that they've washed your jar out in to preserve. Okay, but as you were saying before, and we'll just get reiterate this fact that you reckon across the board, you say the tiger prawn is a pretty prawn. Yep. Not necessarily the best tasting prawn. Yeah, I've never done a prawn tasting test, if I'm honest. Well, neither have I. <laughs> um, but it's all right, folks. Just just go for your life. If you were going to give any advice for people um, for cooking Christmas lunch, dinner. Do it the night before. Yeah. Do sa- lots of salads, simple, yeah. like a rice dish, you know, a potato salad. Um, have all your seafood cooked, buy some smoked salmon, and maybe cook one thing on the barbecue. So okay. I'm going to do a big ribeye this year, or a duck, or a chicken. Um, and if you're going to go turkey, buy the turkey leg. It is The leg? Yeah, it's so wonderful. I think people get confused with turkey because they overcook it and it's dry. Like it's a, always dry. Like, but that's the breast. Yeah. And people, not many people know how to really cook a chicken properly anyway. So mm. if you, a chicken, a turkey is just a big bloody chicken. It's a bloody giant <laughs> chicken, isn't it? So... I'd go turkey leg, um, put it in a little brine, so a, a brine of um, for about 20 minutes, so mm. uh, one litre of water, 100 grams of salt, put in as, lo- as many spices in as you can, fresh herbs, so juniper, star anise, cinnamon, um, lemon parsley, peel? lemon rind, yeah. put it in there for 20 minutes, yes. take it out, pat it dry, and then real high oven, top <laughs> shelf, mm. um, until the skin starts to crackle. Or to colour up, and then turn it down, put the turkey onto the bottom tray, and cook it for about 40 minutes. A big, big like, deboned um, turkey mm-hmm. leg. And it comes up delicious. And the brining is the thing. Yeah, it helps. It really it brining, salt. brining really, really helps. And, and keeps and, the moisture within. And the only other thing I'd say is if you want to just do the, the thing, what could possibly go wrong in Christmas when you see Americans who, actually it's maybe in more Thanksgiving thing, they brine, but then... They deep fry the turkey, and yeah. I can't think of anything more terrifying in my life than deep lowering fry. some giant <laughs> turkey into a vat of oil. Hey, what could go wrong, Vern? <laughs> Everything, Pa. <laughs> I can't feel my legs. Um, so, advice is um, keep it simple. Cook the day before. Yeah, and just dress. Just mix it mm. on the day. You know, like there's lots of rosé and champagne and beer to be drank on Christmas Day. You know, you don't want to get in the way cooking in the way of like. Family time. That's true. <laughs> Good family time. Well, um, Merry Christmas. Is there anything you want to say to the listeners uh, of the show as a, a little sign-off? Because I know you've got to go running off. All right. So this is from yesterday's quiz. Oh, quiz right. time. Oh, he's good. He's good. Which, finish with a question. Oh, not which university. That's the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Which chocolate biscuit was created by Gary Weston in 1948? 1948? Yeah. Mm. You got this right first up. You didn't even need a read. You just said, no, you said the answer. Well, there it is. Are are you going to give us... Do you want people to think about that? Yeah, think about it. And then you're going to come back or you want to tell them now? Maybe give the answer after the song. Uh, What are we going to do? What song have we got? Uh... You made the controversial suggestion today, Cameron. <laughs> it's Christmas carols. You came carol in with, time. A straight face, with a straight face and said, hey, we should play some Christmas carols. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. Okay, good. But you had a list of Triple uh, R friendly Christmas music, and we're going to hear from one of them right now. Let's do it. Yeah. Here comes one right now. Um, a Merry that? Christmas Alec, to you. Alec, what's he called, that guy? Alec, I'm walking in the. He sang the snowman. He sang the snowman. <laughs> I used to be able to sing it in my. I sang voice. the snowman. Was it Alec Lloyd? It's not Barry Manilow. I write the songs. Alex Lloyd. Lloyd. We'll Google it after this. We will. We sure will. And don't forget the Westerns question. We'll have the answer after that. Matt, thank you for all the times you've come on. Thank you so much. Love your work. 12.21. We've got a cast of heaps in here. And we've got James Brown. Yeah. Singing about Christmas. In the ghetto. I don't know what you're saying, Matt. You said he kind of phoned that in. Not a, not a huge amount of James Brown-esque energy. <laughs> I think he was just told... Santa Claus. James, we're going to do a Christmas song. And he's like, sure. <laughs> uh, but someone who makes, never makes those sort of noises uh, on air. Ross and Grundy, a very, very good afternoon to you. And thank you for coming in. Good afternoon to you, too. <laughs> now, um, I had the uh, the luck of the great fortune, actually, of seeing you just a couple of days ago. And we were at um, Hosey Lane. We were at Hosea Lane. What do you think of Hosea Lane? Uh, it's a bit of a parody a of bit itself. Of a, yeah, a bit of a tourist trap now. It's just yeah. kind of wall-to-wall um, tourists taking photos and selfies of uh, the artwork in themselves, which is kind of odd. 
but of, you know, a bit of a bloody mess, isn't it? But um, those guys at Movita have kind of colonised pretty much the whole lane. <laughs> it needs over. to be renamed Movita Lane, I think. I, I, I think it will be, or yeah, Frank's Lane, <laughs> Frankie's Lane. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, we went to a place called um, Bartini, which I was incredibly impressed with. Yeah, I think it's going to go off. I think it is. Can we describe the it? For, uh, the former Misty. Misty. Which um, for probably Home of people, the rock pig. Yeah, people yes. who've been around for a while would remember Misty. And, yes. And uh, it's kind of been cleaned up a fair bit and they've uh, installed, you know, it looks a little old, a little new and... Uh, a bit of um, a European bar kind yeah, of feel. Yeah, bodega they're trying for. It does. Great, um, great bar. Um, really, really interesting food, and I think it will do well. There was that prawn thing on on a crisp bread with a little bit of red capsicum and caviar and uh, a sort of a, a hottish mayonnaise. Which I didn't was have any of that, but what what they amazing. are doing, I think, is quite cute. Is um, they'll have some snacks that the bar staff will be able to prepare at mm. any time of day. And then in the kind of key drinking hours, I suppose, um, in the middle of the evening, they'll mm. have um, proper kitchen staff doing more elaborate things, Spanish-influenced Oh, things. just like the idea of having it really, really simple. Um, so, yeah, it's called Bartini, and I think they deserve a little bit of a nod for the, for the name. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant, Barry. Let's go to lunch. <laughs> Bartini, we love it. But anyway, um, we're here to talk about... Um, Christmas, um, in the Dickensian kind of way, the Christmas carol. Why do you the, think I'm that old? The ghost of, no, <laughs> no, it's just a reference, you know. <laughs> I mean, Matt Wilkinson had a great story that he didn't want to relay on air about Christmas with the family at Barnsworth, which sounded like a bit of a bloody affair. Um, but you, Roslyn, Christmas past for you was being integrated into the hospitality scene and the direct serving yes, of others. That is right. I, my my father was a, a stockbroker in Melbourne and had a, something like a midlife crisis and decided he wanted to run restaurants. <laughs> as you do, right? How did that go? I don't, well, look, it was all right. He, he moved, we all moved to New Zealand and he... Um, <laughs> Joined a mate of his who whereabouts in New Zealand in Auckland. Oh, in Auckland, okay. Yeah, so I'm the Sydney of New Zealand. Yeah, that's right. It yeah. really is. And uh, really so is. we were um, as soon as we were pretty much old enough, or not even legally old enough, perhaps um, working in the restaurant. How old? Um, I probably would have been thirteen, I oh suppose, when God. I started working there. Yeah, that's traumatic. Um, so, and so they told you, they broke the news to you. It's like, you know, what you're doing this Christmas, Rosalind. Mm-hmm. What, we, what did you have to do? Uh, oh well, you know, waitressing and taking dishes out with absolutely no training or anything like that. So I couldn't do the sort of three three plates up the arms kind of thing that. And, and the proper waiters can do. And knives and <laughs> no, no, can't do silver service. Any of that, no. no but um, had to. So just had to sort of get these dishes back yes, to the kitchen without pretty, dropping them. Pretty much. Yeah. And uh, so Christmas for us as a family was eating kind of what we didn't serve the customers or whatever was left over at the end of the yeah. service. That you told me about that when we were speaking, and I thought that was particularly unjust. It's like, well, if you're gonna do the whole serve everybody the food thing, you think you'd have maybe a little bit of time where you'd have a special food set aside. That, yeah. And no, you, what, you're, you're digging through really the turkey it. wings. and Yeah, that's right. Uh, it, it was fine. I mean, it was. it's a, probably a quite a good experience to have that... Um, Character working, building. Working at a, yeah, carriage building, it is. You know, working in a family business and, and having to just muck in, I think that's probably quite How many quite years did experience. you have to do that for? Um, probably seven or so years. So this wasn't sort of a flash in the pan midlife no, craft. No, he no, stuck no. Stuck to he, his he, guns. Yeah, until, pretty much till he retired. So. Really? Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. What um, was the name of the place? Uh, well, he had a few, but one of them was called The Potted Palm. The yeah. potted palm. Yes, it was, in, the, potted it was palm. in the era of, um, you know, shrimp cocktails and that sort of thing. So I do make a pretty good uh, Mary Rose sauce if you ever need one of those whipped up. Could you tell us what a Mary sauce is? Mary, you know the, co- um, the cocktail sauce that you serve with a shrimp cocktail? So this you know, is mayonnaise. Whip, whipped cream. Oh, whipped cream. Whipped cream, yes. tomato sauce, yes, Tabasco, a little, not too uh, much. Worcester Tabasco. sauce, yes. uh, a little bit of cayenne pepper. Yes, 
little bit of uh, lemon juice, and that was pretty much in. You know what goes really, really well? You, you talk about that sauce. Thousand Island sauce, which is sort of mayonnaise derivative, tomato sauce, um, tomato sauce, Tabasco sauce, salt, pepper, um, raw onion. Oh yeah, okay. which which goes into that, and it's weird. You have to sort of have it the first day because the second day too much of the onion comes out. But mm. also a little bit of boiled egg in there. Oh yes, that right goes on. really really well with prawns. Yeah. And you know how you do prosciutto con meloni? Yeah. Sorry, Italians. As they weird going, oh, he's doing it again. He's trying to speak Italian. Um, this is where you have sort of, you know, meat and prawn. If you do, you know the honeydew melon, the green? What's yeah, the green the, melon? Uh, is that a honeydew? honeydew. Yeah, yeah, cantaloupe the, is the, the particularly the other boring, tasteless one. Yeah, yeah but if you, put, if you put a prawn over the top of a piece of honeydew, uh, honeydew Mm. These days you'd probably compress it um, with a Thousand Island dressing. That is a really, really good flavour combination. Okay. goes great with champagne too. There we go. Maybe that could be something for, for Put that Christmas. on your Christmas table. Put that on your Christmas table. Advi- I've asked Matt Wilkinson, the mm. chef, yeah. his um, advice for people for the Christmas present mm. as to how do they stop this thing from being a traumatic time. Have you got any advice for people... Attempting to do a Christmas lunch? Uh, try and find some dishes that you can prepare ahead of time. And we've got a theme here, Matt. The um, theme. Indeed. Yes. Don't be afraid to ask other people to pitch in. We, yes. We um, often have it with our either family, because I've now got some family back in Australia, mm. trying to lure them back over the Tasman, or yes. with friends, and so we divvy up the workload and... Um, people do their own specialties, so That's a good uh, idea. not to try and take on too much yourself. Uh, I I prefer not to have a glazed ham, so that saves you from that whole drama of the glazed ham. Just a really nice piece of carving really good thing. ham and shaved ham. Yes, um, and also are you uh, more traditional, mm, or do you go uh, a little no, bit of a bit half and half really? So mm. this year. Um, my partner is going to do, well, he's threatening to do a buttermilk brined uh, chicken and do that on the Weber. It's no worries. That it's sounds great. unbelievably good. He's that done sounds it before great. And it's so good. So that's great. So brining's um, a bit of a theme too, isn't it, Matt? It yes. is, yes. Um, and, and it guarantees it's moist and yeah, yummy. Because it's sort of counter, it, it counterintuitive because you normally think that if you do a salt solution, it would draw the moisture out. Mm. But no, actually it sets... More moisture in, yeah. so that the the meat remains nice and moist. Because we would have all had the arid turkey breast. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. taste of the Navajo desert. You know, I'm not a big fan of the turkey. We've got a really great time. We eat the bloody yeah, thing. We've got this awesome recipe coming up in uh, the in Good Food, which is oh, the new day. name for Epicure. Yeah, we on did. Tuesday I, I in think the we age. got that right. Yes. I think we did. Yes, we did. Um, And uh, it's a recipe from Sean McConnell, Andrew McConnell's brother. So we've got the three McConnell brothers each giving us their recipes. And Sean is doing a bang-bang turkey recipe, like the bang-bang chicken. Bang-bang chicken. Yeah. What is bang-bang chicken, just so we have a reference Uh, point? So it's a a chicken that's uh, shredded and highly highly, um, aromatic Aromatic kind of sauce with... um, uh, Sichuan peppers and chilies and that sort of thing. Yes. Um, and shredded, and it's over a bit of a green salad with a dressing, which is called strange flavour dressing. Strange flavour. So I think that that will convert even that turkey sceptics. Yeah, that's coming out on Tuesday, and it looks amazing. And this might be a great idea for something to do on the greatest day of the year, Boxing Day. Yeah, yes, we're all we're all the hallelujah. Because let's face it, um, the one thing that is amazing is when all the fuss, all the stress, all the the thing of putting together people and getting food and logistics is over. Because it's Boxing Day. Tell us what your thoughts of Boxing Day. Because you did a praise Jesus moment then. Well, it's actually my birthday on Boxing Day. Ah, happy <laughs> so, birthday for Boxing Day! So I yes. get to have leftovers for my birthday, but that's and that's fine. And no work. Uh, no work, and no. Uh, no one's ever around, so Princess I don't. Rosalind. I don't ever get to have a proper birthday party. But 
that used to be traumatic as a child, but now yeah, if, no one, if no one if no one is there to recognise it, it never happened. It never I don't, happened. I don't oh, get yes. any older, right? It's like if, you, if the tree falls in the forest and no one's there, exactly did it? That. Yes, okay. So I got that. But one of the, the the great things about Boxing Day is a the couch. Yes. B a gathering food around you near the couch. Mm-hmm. Um, for some, cricket. I don't know. You, you watch um, the no uh, other sporting endeavours. Uh, the uh, the I'm, boats. I'm crazy about um, soccer, but not about other sports oh, so okay. much. So no, that's not for me. But, I but lo- usually there's things left over. Yes. in the in the fridge, and that's let's face it, that's the great thing about Boxing Day. And that's usually right. there's ham, and my go-to recipe for that is jambalaya. Oh yeah, that's great. Which is a good way to use up the the ham. But I think that's just an amazing thing because there will be turkey there. And uh, bang bang turkey sounds. Oh my gosh, it's so, it looks so good. And the photographer Christopher Paulson, who shot it, said it was uh, well. If I can use the f bomb, unbefucking leaveable. Whoa! He said it was. <laughs> there we go. So there we go. Can't wait to see that. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, twelve thirty-six here. We've got a couple. Um, We've got the, the two ends of we've got the food critic. We've got the incredible Michael Harden. Don't you think he looks like Kim Jong Il today? What? <laughs> the jacket. The jacket. Oh, all right. Yeah. And Philippa Sibley, um, legend. legend, coming in, and you're going to feed her some of your the biscuits that you yes. have made. I'm just test driving a recipe from a new cookbook, um, Burke Street Bakery, the Sydney Bakery. Mm. They've done a, a cookbook all on sweet things, and this one caught my eye. It's um, chocolate and sour cherry cookie. Cookies. Yeah. Oh my god! So I thought that sounded nice. That sounds good. And let's face it: um, if you're going to do a, a baking recipe book, the recipe is going to be crucial, whether they work or not. That's so right. it's a good thing to to test them. Uh, mm-hmm. Just before we let you go, um, just thoughts on the year that was food-wise. Is there anything you want to sort of mm. it's been, summarize I think it's the been year? A tough- Tough year this year. Mm. Uh, uh, Restaurateurs sort of seem to have done it a bit tough, but um, uh, no. I th- well, it was the year, the first year that we did a national guide, so that was a big one for us. And ne- next year, um, the Good Food Guide will be in its second, and we'll just be polishing those things that uh, could do with a little more polish and getting around a bit more of the country and that sort of thing. So, look yeah. forward to those developments. Yeah. So tough year. Um, yeah. Have you got a favourite thing that you've either cooked yourself or or eaten this year? A hero Ooh. of hero on the plate award. Gosh, Ross's questions without notice. It's, it's, um, it's, it, it is a tough one. Do you want us? Um, we can go to. We've got uh, another music track, yes. and maybe just to be fair to you. All right. I'll um I'll let you think it. This is the uh, the second part of the three triple R eat it Christmas carols. <laughs> Christmas hour. Hey, it just Christmas occur- hour occurred to me. We never answered the question, did we? Oh, it was the Westerns wagon wheel. It was oh. and you knew that straight off the wagon head. wheel. Well, yes. Westerns. It's like well, having, and, and it was an eponymous uh, company. Yeah, meaning it was named after Westerns. Mr. Weston. And I just remember there was a really, really glorious ad campaign that was like, Eat the wagon wheel. They used to, in my memory, they were huge. Huge. Mm. Yeah, they were. They were just have they shrunk or I have they, I just gotten bigger? No, they, they They've did. shrunk, I'm sure. Right. They did shrink. It's the same with what they did to the Golden Rough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the trauma. Condescending look from Matt Steadman. <laughs> 12.39. Yes. 3 triple R. It's Eat It for the last time of the year. Uh, we've got... A few of the eated friends in. Uh, we're looking forward to two more of them coming into the studio. Philip Sibley, Michael Harden will be back, and uh, maybe Rosam will say what the favourite thing she ate this year after a dirty Christmas song. Put the kids outside. Yes, indeed. Sponsoring the three triple R. Well, we've got. Uh, it's like an expert panel here, isn't it? It's sort of like, uh, not like wild world of sports, but the wild world of cooking. Uh, welcome to the microphones. First of all, Philippa Sibley from Syracuse. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, darling. Well, I've got a cold just in time for the busy period. But oh, God. That's all right. Soldier on. What doesn't, doesn't kill us makes us stronger, huh? Oh, got to be the Hulk by now. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. In the corner, Michael Harden. G'day. Hello, Cam. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I look 
no complaints whatsoever. It's uh, it's been a fun time, first of all, and uh, I got to do those sort of weird Christmas carols. <laughs> Tick. That was Clarence Carter, by the way. Yes. Called Backdoor Santa. Uh, was the that's why I said um, that's cute. Can't, can't yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, you know, a little bit inappropriate, a little mm. bit edgy on Triple R. That's nah. the way we got to do it. That's the way you roll. That's the way we roll it. Um, Rosson, just to finish on up, um, we're asking you the the favourite thing on your plate, either at home or out. Probably paella. I made it at home for the first time. Did you put chorizo yes. in it? I did. I know that's I, controversial. I don't get that. Why do Spanish go crazy about putting a delicious sausage in the rice dish? I don't... I've never been to Spain, so I don't know mm. what the authentic yeah. thing tastes like, but it was pretty damn good. Yeah, apparently it's um, it's kind of anathema. That was good. And uh, you you have your own paella dish and you've got yes. the socrat. Yes, all of that. All that stuff. Trying to get the crust on the bottom. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, really. uh, good it's, fun. It's a good thing to master and I think it's a great thing to carry triumphantly to the table and Well, it always down. looks a million bucks, doesn't it? It's and, a, you know, and to bait the Spanish as well, like, well done, Ros. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I roll. That's how we roll it. Um, um, Michael, um, best thing on the plate for you this year? Uh, I just wanted to, yeah, I was thinking about that, and, like, what I wanted to talk about was how good regional Victoria is at the moment, and the best, I think the best meals I've had all year have all been out of town. Mm. That's not saying that I haven't had great meals in Melbourne as well. What places like the Wire River Pub? That's the one. Yes, Ken. <laughs> Sorry, you're going. I'm being um, uh, I think I've got to. I've got to mention Captain Moonlight, which is at the Anglesey um, Surf Lifesaving Club, which is fantastic. Matt Germantius, who used to cook at Pay Modern, is doing beautiful. Um, Nodding of heads. Simple, delicious sort of seafood. A little bit of a Greek theme to it, but not not Greek. But um, you know, I, I had the best potato cake I've ever had in my life there, which was great. Um, with what some. Made it great? Oh, it was the, I think it was, I think he was using a, like a sourdough starter for the batter and, um, and he also did, yeah. did a no, bit of a oh. Oh. And he had it, and also it was accompanied by a really beautiful piece of, uh, grilled calamari, like a, like an, a leg of, you know, octopus leg that was, uh, basically char grilled. Ah. So that was Just good. the Homer Simpson then. Yeah. Ah. And then, um, and then, um, Igni, of course, in Geelong, you know, um, mm-hmm. Aaron doing, Aaron Turner doing brilliant things there. Um, a fantastic pub in Cavendish in the Western Districts oh. where, um, what's his name? He's the wild card. Um, Campbell, Joe, Joe Campbell? I think he's not. Sorry, I'm Exmo, that's terrible. Exmo Vida doing, doing some really good stuff at the, at the Bunyip Hotel in Cavendish, which is, funnily enough, it's like it, they were trying to sell it and they couldn't sell it and uh, it's now like owned, owned by the community. So it's got like 14 to 16 owners that all took a share in this pub, it's like buying the leg of a racehorse. Yeah, and they're and now they're 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 um, distilling gin. They're making their own beer. Really? They've got this guy from Movida there. It's really fantastic. <laughs> it sounds like it's yeah. cooking. Yeah, it's like a million miles away. So you know, take the chopper. But um, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Here we go. Have they got a race course? They've got a race course there, haven't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. The races were on the other day when we were there. They had to shut all the blinds on the pub because they didn't want them coming in. So, uh, yeah. you know, the, the, the pub crowd, the race the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're all a little bit enhanced. So. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Normally you'd think they'd be invited with open arms. They must be doing very well. They had a, they had a special dinner on. They had actually had Matt Germantris from um, Captain Moonlight over there doing a dinner. There, so, so they're doing some really interesting stuff. This sounds like a real destination. Just yeah. go and visit. What do you reckon, Ross and Philippa? It sounds kind of good. Yeah, it does. It's yeah. sort of about thirty, maybe thirty minutes further on than Dunkeld. Oh, so, oh, like, oh, oh that's yeah. own right. Mm-hmm. That's that you want. You want to book some accommodation. Yeah, yeah. Or so. as Helicopter Harden says. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> until <laughs> until they get until they put the hyperloop through there, it'll be chopper all the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just shades of radar, O'Reilly. Harden's coming. Um, oh yeah. Last question. Um, or another question. Have you been cooking? Yourself? Do you, do you cook much at home? I mean, we talk about you know all the glorious things mm. you imbibe in during the year. Um, Rosin's made excellent biscuits. Cookies. Is it a cookie or a biscuit? 
I say biscuit. Yeah, yeah. She likes to show off. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you could, um, um, have you done anything <laughs> amazing in your within the confines of mm. the brutalist architecture that you reside in? Not really. I, I kind in of that like I'm fancy a new kitchen that you have. Yeah, I know it is quite fancy. I've got the induction stove and all. Oh. So, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it hasn't been used. No, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's, it's I'm, a a, I'm a very, I'm a very simple cook. I like to do things like I, I roast a mean chook, for example. Like yes. I know I just sort of, eat, and each year I try and uh, try and sort of do something else that I feel I need to have in my repertoire. So, and, and why are you punishing these chickens? I don't know. I well, don't you know. Said I just, only the mean ones. Only the yeah. <laughs> yes. The exactly. Roast off. exactly. Uh, have you got a, a secret to cooking a good chook? Do you brine or not to brine? Um, I actually tried this new thing that uh, Joanna Raymond, daughter of Jacques Raymond, uh, told me the other day, this new way. And you just put this, it's basically a nude chicken that you dry out on the inside and outside, a bit of salt and pepper, yes. and then you whack it in the oven at 250 degrees for 50 minutes. So it sort of blasts the crap out of it. That's blasting and the crap I was out of thinking, it, right? I was thinking, wow, That's this is going to Stopping was, out of it. Like, yeah, there was, but it was really crispy skinned and really delicious and not dried out at all. So it was sort of like my kitchen and apartment now smell like burnt chicken. Yes. The um, so it's going to take, take me, you know, months to get that smell out. But, but what a dry, chicken yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, and that's a good thing to dry out the skin of a chicken. Yes, yes. Philippa. Hello. How's your silly season going? Uh, it's pretty silly. It's pretty silly. It's pretty silly. So Syracuse is doing well. Syracuse is rocking. Yeah, it is. It, this time of the year, it's all, it's all um, lunch trades, all the the, the Santa hat and, and bloody oh, antler wearing oh, office people, God which is always, always brings out the best in me. I can just imagine <laughs> you. Uh, all I can think of is just, gee, they look flammable. Yes, um, and this gets back to a text message that uh, Michael and I shared with each other, which was uh, our theme today was going to be bar humbug. Indeed, it is, and that's so. Uh, and so, a bit of bar humbugging is coming from the kitchen, going off for yes. God's sake. La 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 la. No, it's all right. It's better to be busy. Crazy mm. busy. And um, and it, it, this is it is campaign mode. It is the countdown to. Christmas Eve, isn't it? Mm. And yeah. Well, it's actually the 23rd. 23rd. It's, and then it's, our, Chris, it's oh. our Christmas Eve. And really. then it's goodbye. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you don't have to work Christmas. No. How oh, nice. No, no, I wouldn't do that. You've done that before. I've I done bet. that for years and years. Decades. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. That's why I thought we'd bring up maybe Christmas past. And I know that you um, made a name for yourself in working in, in France with a lot of uh, difficult men in kitchens and things like that. Did mm. you have many kitch- uh, Christmases away on the continent? No, actually. No. Only uh, the w- one in France. Yes. Um, but actually, no, not that I can really recall. I can't remember being cold for Christmas apart from that once. Mm. Um, and it was uh, just work, so I don't remember. We've just merged it, yeah. into another day of yeah. just the drudge, not drudge, but just the incredible, incredibly hard work. Do you have any sort of memories of um, Christmas luncheons or Christmas past or, that are sort of notable? Uh, working wise or at home? Whatever, free shot, what? free kick, <laughs> nets open. I always, I always cook at Christmas, obviously, but mostly because get out um, of the way I'm here. Yeah, mo- yeah, mostly <laughs> step aside. That's all right. But mostly just to get away from my family. Yeah. <laughs> or not really to get away, but I, I'm but you're kind busy. of a bit antisocial. I'm a bit busy. Yeah. I can't yeah. talk. Well, I can't sit still either. I, know. Yes. I don't know how people can just sit around and wait. Some of my, the, well, my family members are so good at just sitting around waiting. Yeah, lard yeah, asses. Yeah, pretty much. While you're working and working yeah. and carving and yeah. chopping. chopping and and so what's on the Christmas table for you this year? My mum accidentally won a turkey. Oh, <laughs> and so the accidental turkey. There's a novel in that. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. never, I've never cooked a turkey before. Really? Never. <coughs> really? So I'm a bit, I'm a bit nervous, but uh, well, not really nervous. I'm b- actually a bit nervous that my mum's oven's not big enough. Is it the whole yeah. damn thing? Is it a buffet or a no, no? It's, the whole damn it's thing. a whole turkey. Yeah. Wow. Good. So I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but right. I've got you a duck and a turkey. It. Yeah, bros, you <laughs> so said it. Don't, you, don't you shove the duck inside the turkey. Yeah, to duck in? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, you could yuck, do your own. To yuck in. Well, you can um, keep going too. As long as there's lots of... Small chicken, quail. Mm. Y
Um, <laughs> we're going to need a bigger oven. Disgusting concept, really. Yes, it is. Oh, it's quite vile. Revolting. And also, because you, you have to bone everything out, there's mm. no bones to give it any flavour anyway. Co- the different cooking. Uh, uh, no. no good. Wrong. No joy. No, that's, uh, that is wrong town. Mm. So, um, turkey, an overrated protein. Yeah. Let's 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 okay. call it for what it is. Well, apparently the you know the good turkey's amazing. I mean, I did have a, hmm. a good turkey dang in France. A bigger bird. Dang, that's how they go. Okay. Uh, anyway, oh, so it's a it's funny, just, funny just, pronunciation. Let's just put that aside. And yeah, move but they, on, they're yes. from Brest. The turkeys from Brest were beautiful, delicious. Yes. Mm. Amazing and obviously expensive and everything. But what else do you put with a turkey other than this 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 semi astringent sweet sauce of the cranberry? It, I mean, there's got to be other flavors. Like well, bang bang turkey sounds awesome. What what <laughs> other things? <laughs> bang bang. You shut me down. Bang uh, bang. Um, I hit the ground. Um, but let's maybe what flavors would you put with turkey that would give it a bit of a lift? Because it's I, I fairly boring. Anything. I mean, it's just a big chicken, really. Mm. Mm. It's so Isn't bland it? that yeah. I think anything that you could do with a chicken, you could just lots do of tarragon. Yes, yeah, I was going to say tarragon. Yeah. Well, you could go down the you know Asian flavour way as yeah. with it as well. I think it would take really well to that. Yeah. Mm. So. But taking taking a turkey to bits is probably the most sensible thing to do. So cooking the leg, like braising or you know stuffing the leg, and then cooking the the breast more gently, like poaching even. I think that's probably what I'll do. I, I'm not going to be able to cope with a, you know, giant-sized turkey with its legs akimbo. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Carving it and all that nonsense. I think I'll just take it to bits and, and, and break dare, it on down. And dare I say that one of the things that is so traumatic for a lot of people during Christmas is just carving everything. And if I can offer a little bit of uh, advice and maybe if you agree with me... Philippa, or disagree with me violently, as you, as you want sometimes. Um, say, you know, a leg of ham. The best thing you can do is hold the leg of ham up, take off those three main pieces of meat. Um, what is it, silver? Yeah, I forget what the names of them are. But take all those off and then carve. That yeah. makes just life so much easier, yep. yeah? Absolutely. And then do something delicious with the bone later, like mm. a soup or something. We've got about five minutes left. Um any advice? Christmas past, you talked about you were just in a fog of work, in working in France because that's what you did, mm. you know, in, insane hours and things like that. What advice, uh, again, do you, just to reiterate, have you got for people, all of you guys, cooking Christmas lunch or dinner at home? Um, stick with the seasonal stuff. Like, I'm just going to do a big mango raspberry pav. Stuff you can do. Mango raspberry. Yum. Yeah, well, mangoes, it's a bumper crop this yes. year. They're everywhere and they're fabulous. And I've yeah. held back on eating too many. Favourite variety? Kensington Pride. KP, yes. Yeah. There's no other mango, really. Absolutely. Um, big bowl of cherries on the table. Mm. Um, That's a good idea. Lychees, yeah. too? Lychees, yeah. Okay, mm. sorry, go on. Um, so it's working backwards. Mm. Um, I'm going to do a big... Blue cheese, mac cheese to go with the, the turkey. That's <laughs> no, good. Thank you, Ross. Yeah. Sharp intake of breath. Yes, please. I've got a big hunk of formed on bear that I've been looking after in my Maybe. fridge. And <laughs> formed on bear. I'm delicious. going to take you home with me, baby. <laughs> yes. You stay so, there. Yeah, just a big bubbly, delicious mac cheese made, made with blue cheese. And then lots of tarragon with the, the turkey. I'm going to do some chickens as well. I like and, the idea um, of tarragon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm um, prawns for to start with some tomato, tomato and saffron kind of jazz. Yes, and just keep it keep it simple and colourful. Lots of colour. Yeah, that's actually the thing. It's really just try and keep it a little bit simple. Really, don't do too much. I reckon mm. a panzanella is a nice thing because yeah. it's got those Christmassy colours that you know tomato and basil leaves. That's and a good stuffing as well. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good yeah, idea. So do a panzanella like stuffing for great your idea. chicken or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's really good. great idea. Yeah, that sounds a good idea, Michael. Your thoughts? What, what's, sort of, what's the hardened Christmas like? Uh, just out of curiosity. When we were, when we were thinking about Christmas passes, I just went because I um, spent um, some time in my youth growing up in Newcastle, and it used to be stinking hot every Christmas, and we would always end up 
under the house in the garage, <laughs> eating around the picnic ta- around the ping pong table with you know paper hats like sweated onto our heads, you know a little bit of dye running down one side. But everybody sort of everybody furious because it was so hot, you know, and it was sort of pretending that they were grumpy. Time. So yeah, it grumpy was a little, Christmas. little grumpy Christmas. So that kind of like so we've over the years learned you know we just need to simplify. Everybody delegates. It's like my sister and I have gradually sort of done a bit of a coup and have taken over the entire cooking. So yeah, at the bloodless coup. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So we do that, and we always have we always have uh, seafood, and to start with, which you know, and this, and now we've realised that we want to do go back to Newcastle again. So we do, um, we get a whole bunch of marimbilla peeled prawns, fluffy white bread, iceberg lettuce, a bit yeah. of classic cocktail sauce, and you just everybody makes up their own little prawn sandwiches before we start. It's so good to have with your beer slushy. Yeah, that sounds great. What do you reckon, Rose? That sounds good. And that sounds really civilized. What's your um, go-to sauce Is for it? the prawns? Yes, yeah. the prawns. It's a little bit of kind of you know just generic master foods, sort of you know, yeah. mix, mix some mayonnaise and some cocktail sauce together, yeah. and so a bit of bit you know a little bit of ketchup and. I was just recounting stuff, so. mine was the Mary Rose with the whipped cream and the tomato sauce. Oh, we've the... never gone that fancy. Oh. No, and no. Tarragon. Yeah. And tarragon. Yeah. Oh, tarragon. God, if only I could get. Some sort of endorsement from the Tarragon Council of Australia. The Tarragon Growers of They've Australia. They've got so or much yeah. money to throw around. They have. <laughs> They'll be sending you a helicopter. <laughs> James Beard quote in uh, Delights and Prejudices, where he says, if, "If I had to eat human, as long as Tarragon was involved, I could probably deal with it." Really, <laughs> <laughs> mm. James Beard. James Beard, mm-hmm. cannibal at large. Mm. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, everyone. <laughs> well, that, that's kind of good. Um, a merry, merry Christmas to all of you. Thank you for coming in over the year. Philip, we've only seen you once this year. Is that true? Yes, I think it is, but hope to see well, that's more not my of you. Fault. I know, I know. Um, also, just, uh, Ros, your, uh, your cookies or biscuits are delicious. Do we give a round of applause for Rosal? Hey! And uh, we'll see that, that recipe is going to be coming out soon. Uh, not, no, not this one. Testing. No, no, I was just testing, testing it just for my own amusement. Now, um, I just wanted to say in the brief oh, 15 seconds left, so I'll do it very, very quickly. Um, Merry Christmas to all of you. Um, and I just thought maybe it'd be a great idea for you to think about and give thanks to a couple people in our society. One is the people who will be serving you when you are going to be having time off. Have a little bit of a thought for those people that are working to make your Christmas happy. And also, during this growing time, this summer, which gets pretty hot, gets pretty, let's face it, a bit shitty sometimes, but think of all the people that are growing your food and making your wines and just cultivating out there. Maybe a bit of thought to them. Yeah, agreed. Hey, we've um, left out the best bit, which is that Plonk is doing Sunday lunch for December here on Triple R for the next three weeks. So you heard Duncan on our show last week. Now he's here he for did. reels. He's in person and he's even brought wine. He's brought wine. What's which not is to good. love? And also we have to, uh, a big thanks. Looking forward for the Christmas time, summertime, Izzy Roberts or and Khalid Wasame are doing a books, writing and spoken word show. So that's what you can look forward to over your Christmas break. Matt, thank you for being an incredible producer during the year. Well, I thank you, Cam, and right back at you. <gasps> We're a minute over. The Plonk people are going to hit They're us with bottles. Us. All right, well, it's over to Plonk. Thanks again, you guys, for coming in. Thanks to you, the listener out there. Have a Merry Christmas. I look forward to seeing you next year with Matt. Yeah. Okay. Signing off. This has been a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.